You found the DRG Media Group Sports Players Perspective podcast, and it'll begin right after this. Ah, why am I so sore? There are everyday moments. Hey, hold the ladder! Hold the ladder! (laughs) Yeah, that hurt. And there are epic moments. College! Class of 1995! When a moment creates a health need, Visit the experts at Avera Orthopedics. We're moving health forward so you can tell the story. Learn more at avera.org slash orthopedics. From DRG Media Group Sports, this is the Player's Perspective Podcast. It's the Western way of lifestyle I grew up with, and there's nothing like that adrenaline rush when you get off of a a 2,000-pound bull and you just rode him for 10 seconds. It's an exhilarating way of life being a pro rodeo bull rider. And for 23-year-old Chance Shot of McLaughlin, it's also becoming a lucrative way of life. Chance Shot is our guest on this week's edition of the Player's Perspective Podcast, brought to you by American Bank and Trust and Avera Orthopedics. Hi, everyone. I'm DRG Media Group Sports Director David Burrell. Life can be very demanding for pro rodeo cowboys and cowgirls, but yes, there also can be money made, and McLaughlin bull rider Chance Shot is doing so. Last year was Chance's first year in the tour, and he finished 25th in the world in bull riding, making over $53,000. He won one overall event. He also won eight go-rounds, had 13 80-point rides, and won nine. I understand your nickname is the Mustache Cowboy. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Well, I got a... Uh... I've been working kind of hard, I guess, on a handlebar mustache for the last two years. And, uh, you know, I kind of put a lot of time into it. And it's kind of got to the point to where I'm kind of known for my handlebar, handlebar mustache. And it's kind of my trademark now. When uh, To where any time I'm in the bucking shoots to doing interviews or anything, it, it, it gets brought up now. Well, I tell you what, I've grown a mustache for a lot of years, and that is a very big accomplishment to have a good handlebar because uh, it's not easy. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It took me a while to get it right, and sometimes it's a pain in the butt, but I do do like it. You know, bull riding, I got to ask, uh, it's probably the most demanding, toughest uh, event in any sport that you can think of, you know, uh, football players think they're tough, but they have never been on a 2,000-pound bull that's trying to kill them. So why do you enjoy bull riding? Well, you know, I, I don't know. It's just it's the Western way of lifestyle I grew up with. And, you know, there, there's nothing like that adrenaline rush, Andy, when you get off of a 2,000-pound bull and you just rode him for 10 seconds. And you know that uh, when it came up to you versus him, you you were the the top dog in that situation, and when you're about uh, maybe a twentieth of his weight, you know there's just no greater feeling and an adrenaline rush. And when the, when the crowd cheers and you you can you can feel it, you can literally feel it down there on the arena dirt when you have a great ride. You can feel the energy from the crowd and. I tell you what, there's just no greater feeling out there. You know, I understand that you're you're kind of into the bull business. Uh, what do you know, what have you learned about bulls in, in your life and, and in your journey as a bull rider? Well, I learned that they are not going to get any easier because, well, all us bull riders trying to get better, but, you know, the stock contractors, we're, we're trying to do the exact same thing. We want, we want to raise that next world champion, you know, and we want to have the, the best bulls out there. 
and just like anybody else does. So, you know, we've been working real hard. But my father, Dallas Shot and Chase Fennel, uh, they've been working real hard sorting through bulls here lately at the place. I've been on the road and hasn't I haven't been able to help as much, but you know they uh, they've really been weeding through some. Uh, Chase just left this morning with a load of bulls to go to Dodge City. Um, some good, nice young bulls, and I think in a couple of years they're really going to be something to reckon with. How long have you been riding bulls? Uh, I've been riding bulls for about 12 years and about four years professionally. Well, that makes you, what, uh, 25, 26, what? I'm actually 23 right now. Holy moly, you got an early start on bull riding, and I tell you what, uh, your first experience on a bull uh, tell me about the adrenaline rush and, and how gutsy that was to get back or get on that bull for the first time. Well, I guess the first time I ever got on, I, I was right at 11 or 12 to where we were getting on like steers and junior bulls and stuff at that time. And, uh, you know, it, and I honestly, I don't remember a whole lot about it. It was a long time ago, but I knew that second time I got on was the first time I held on for six seconds, technically. And ever since then, I was just hooked. It, you know, it was a, a cool experience. Um, I got to go to a bull riding school up in Bismarck that my father took me to. And uh, there's a lot of good kids. Wiley Peterson, he is a professional bull rider out of Idaho. Uh, he was there teaching it. And there's just a bunch of cool kids. And everyone was real nice and supportive, you know. And that's just something I think that's a little bit different with the the rodeo family, compared to a lot of the other sports families, is I think the rodeo families, they tend to be just a little bit closer. And, you know, and everyone's welcoming and always willing to give a hand and help out. Well, I grew up in Wyoming, and, and I know a lot about uh, rodeo guys. And, and one of the things that uh, rodeo guys have to do is make sure that their bodies are in great shape in order to avoid injury, but you just can't avoid it all the time. I, I see on your Facebook that uh, uh, you uh, have sustained an injury. How's that affecting you uh, with respect to the uh, the go arounds right now and the, and the rodeo trail? Well, you know, um, I'm just trying. I've been trying to be smart about it. You know, I totally agree. Uh, you need to keep your body at 100 percent the best you can, but obviously that's hard getting thrown come day in and day out. Uh, I did, I did, um, I had surgery on my thumb about, about eight, nine days ago. I had a plate put in and another, uh, rod taken out of my wrist. So I've been actually sidelining that. Um, the doctor that did the surgery, he said, uh, he said I'd be pretty good to come back. He said he'd support the surgery if I wanted to come back two days afterwards. But, you know, I just figured it the smart thing to do. I'm sitting in a good spot in the world. I don't want to rush it and come back too early as, I took about two weeks off, which is still about three weeks less than any normal person takes off for a surgery. But, you know, I gave myself two weeks off. I've really been careful with this, uh, my, my free hand, luck, not luckily, but it was my free hand that I did break. And uh, so I'm going to wrap it up real not good tonight. Uh, meet with Justin Sports Medicine and different doctors tonight at the event, and they're going to wrap it up the best they can to keep me going. Yeah, I, I took a look at your schedule. Boy, I tell you what, you are going and going. going to be in New Mexico, and then Colorado, Idaho, Montana, Utah, Oregon, Washington, 
It's a grueling schedule. Tell me a little bit about the rodeo trail when you're out there uh, trying to score some points and money each night. Well, it, it honestly gets a little tough, and it, it's that time of the year. It's kind of real regional. Uh, in the summertime, we'll be up in the Midwest, close to home in South Dakota. In the wintertime, a lot of it's down in Texas and Oklahoma. But once we get towards the end of the year, it's always we round up off in our year up in the Northwest. And, uh, you know, it's just there's tons of money every day for a guy to go up there and get his hands on. It really is nice. You, and shoot all the rodeos are within six seven hours of the you know they are a long ways away but their day drives and that's what makes it a lot nicer yeah i have a some relatives that live in the pendleton area and and they're already gearing up for roundup is that a rodeo that you're going to put on your list yes sir i i i've actually got my list filled out to where i don't return to oklahoma or south dakota i'll leave today and i won't come back till about september the end of september honestly because that's when the year ends it's september 31st at midnight that's when they die. that's when they decide who the top 15 are so uh, as long as i can i'm going to try to be out there on the road to gear myself spot in that top 15 Let's talk a little bit. You mentioned Dallas, your father here in McLaughlin, and uh, uh, what kind of influence has he had on your bull riding career and your life? Oh, I, I owe him everything. You know, um, uh, it's everything he's done for me to help me get to like the schools, and you know, he he's the greatest support system in the world. He always helps. Uh, he's always there to you know talk to me whenever I'm whenever I'm slacking off. You know, he he's afraid to tell me, and he'll tell me what's up and. And, and it helps me, you know, straighten up, and I get back to riding. Like he knows what I'm capable of, and sometimes uh, I don't think maybe I am, but he still knows, and he's always making sure that I'm pushing myself to be the best. So uh, without him, man, it would it would definitely been a lot harder than what it was. Yeah, we all around here know Dallas as a cattleman. Now, uh, one of the things that uh, you guys have kind of come up with together is raising bulls for the rodeo trail tell us a little bit about that it's been pretty good um you know we raised uh we got the 2018 prca bull of the year spotted demon out on cows right now uh there's a third guy that's kind of helping out and uh getting stuff straightened out too is uh his name's chase fennel and he's kind of a running the bull program and helping out with it the most and i tell you what he's been a blessing and but we've been taking he's been helping us sort through and we've been we threw our females, picking the top females, and put them against our, our best males. And we started looking towards other rodeo companies uh, to getting some of their best males to put on to our females to create some new genetics and get some new blood out there. So I'm pretty excited. The only bad part is, is yeah, you got to wait two years, you know, until they're two-year-olds and you can take them out and start bucking them. But I think it's going to be a phenomenal set of calves that, uh, Chase, uh, Dallas, and Broken Arrest and I have coming up. How exciting would it be to be in the NFR uh, riding one of your own bulls? Oh, I, I, I've been thinking about it ever since I've got my PRCA card. I've dreamt of it. And I, I have a feeling, you know, there was a couple, there was a matchup this year I had with a bull of ours named Warcry for the first time, finally in Rapid. And, you know, I, I, I think that's where me and him, I don't think I'll draw him again. 
But as soon as I make the finals this year, I know I'm going to draw one of them rounds, and then that's where we're going to shine. Well, I tell you what, we're all so proud of you here in this part of the country, and we uh, have nothing but great wishes for you down the road and uh, hopefully bringing home an NFR buckle and uh, and uh, a championship of the world. Uh, again, we're so proud. Thank you so much. It, it truly means a lot. You get... It gets pretty hard out there on the road, you know, because there's a lot of times I'm out there by myself. But once I see, like, Dakota Radio Group and you guys and all these people back home share my Facebook videos and comment on them and like them, and really just having that support, it really boosts my mentality and it helps me to press on and keep going. So I really do appreciate it. Thanks to Chance Shot and Andy Shue. This is the DRG Media Group Sports Players Perspective Podcast. What if we said a bank isn't a place to lock up money? It's a place to set it free. What if the point of banking wasn't to bank at all, but to put your ideas to work? What if your bank asked, what if, a little more? Well, what if we told you we do? We're American Bank and Trust, where what if meets why not? If you're ready to change what you get out of banking, start a relationship with us. What if you made the move today? We hope you've enjoyed this edition of the Players Perspective Podcast. And if there's an athlete from whom you'd like to hear, contact us through drgnews.com or the DRG News app brought to you by Golden Buffalo Casino. The Players Perspective Podcast from DRG Media Group Sports is brought to you by Avera Orthopedics and American Bank and Trust. I'm David Burrell. Thanks for listening.